Hello, my lovely listeners. I'm Dr. Mary Barson. And I'm Dr. Lucy Burns. Welcome to this episode of Real Health and Weight Loss. Good morning, lovely listeners. I'm here with my beautiful colleague, Dr. Mary. How are you this morning, Mez? I'm good. I am good. I am tired. I'm in this annoying stage of pregnancy where it's disrupting my sleep and I love sleep. I love it a lot. So, (laughs) but it's okay. It won't last and I'm just going to spend the rest of the day being exceedingly kind to myself. I'm, I'm good apart from tired. Absolutely. And recognising that whilst pregnancy is uncomfortable, a baby doesn't sleep very often through the night. <laughs> Let's not think about that right now. <laughs> I'm super looking forward to today's topic. So last year, might even be the year before, early on in the podcast, we had one of our gorgeous colleagues, Dr. Liz Fraser, who has coined a term that we love called myth information. No, I don't have a lisp. It's the combination of myth and miss. So myth information. And we wanted to talk this week about a very common topic that really is a whole pile of myth information. And that is the concept of the juice cleanse or the juice detox. So Mares, you're a biochemist on top of being a medical doctor. So biochemistry, I mean, that's detoxification is biochemistry. It is, yes. We're billions of uh, chemical reactions are happening every second within our bodies that are dealing with all kinds of toxins that we make just by being alive. It's fabulous. It's complicated. It's beautiful. And it happens without us needing to drink juice. <laughs> Absolutely. So the two main organs... We have, I mean, we have lots of, as you said, lots of chemical reactions going on that, that would constitute detoxification. But what are our, our two main organs that we use for those? Oh, the two main organ systems in our bodies is our livers, which are the metabolic powerhouses of our bodies. They can do incredibly complex things and help us process a lot of the toxins in our blood and toxins that get into our bloodstream from where we eat, fairly, really clever and myriad, myriad ways that our liver naturally detoxifies things in our bodies that could be harmful if they were allowed to hang around. And the other one would be your kidneys, weighing things out, uh, filtering through and eliminating things that we need to get rid of via our wee probably the two main things. We do also detoxify with our skin and our lungs and and lots of other mechanisms as well. But mostly I think credit needs to go to your liver and to your kidneys. Absolutely. And we know without these organs, uh, we die. And if your liver packs it in, then we usually die of something called hepatic encephalopathy. So that's when some of the toxins that the liver normally deals with affect our brain and so it's a very it's a vital a vital organ and you know we're always talking about loving your liver it deserves credit it's a beautiful beautiful organ with dozens of things that it does to look after us oh absolutely i think it's worth noting that modern medicine has come up with a way to artificially recreate the function of the heart and the lungs 
and the kidneys and the gut, but it has not come up with a way to artificially replicate the role of the liver. And if you get liver failure, there's no dialysis, there's no ECMO machines, there's no total parental nutrition, there's nothing that can be done. We really need our livers. No, it's a transplant or you die. So, yes, you know, I love getting on my goat with so box my high horse. <laughs> I love the mixed metaphors then. <laughs> I know, all of them. Maybe I can get on my high horse with a box and a goat. But anyway, <laughs> and, and add in some cheese, what it's cheesing me off, all of the things. So when somebody's on a juice, you know, people go, I'm doing a juice cleanser, I'm doing a juice detox. Part of the reason it gets on my goat is because of two things. One, like we've got organs to do detoxing. But two, what do you reckon your liver thinks about juicing? I'd love to hear your thoughts, Mares. Yeah, so it's a bit rude to your liver, to be honest. First of all, it's rude in a few ways. Your liver probably isn't cognizant enough to care, but uh, to be offended, (laughs) although it might be damaged. Yeah, it's rude in a few ways. So it suggests that cleansing and detoxification is something that we drink or that we do to our bodies rather than acknowledging that it is a miraculous process. And as I said, billions and billions and billions of chemical reactions going on every single second, all these parts of your body working so hard in this miracle of biochemistry uh, to keep you alive and functioning. And the other thing is that, I mean, it does depend a lot on the type of juice detoxing, but many of the commercially available, you know, six-day juice cleansers where you just buy the juice products are quite high in in fructose, in sugar, which really makes our liver work particularly hard. And it just gives your liver basically another kind of headache to deal with. Don't think your liver can have a headache, but you know what I mean. We're all about mixing metaphors today. Mm. So it, it is an exceedingly strange concept to me that first of all, cleansing and detoxification is something that happens by you know, drinking extra fluids laden in fructose and also that you're actually asking your liver to really step up. So fructose, as we have talked about before, is a, is a type of sugar and it is the only way that humans can deal with fructose, the only way that we can process it is through our liver. Whereas glucose, for example, um, another type of sugar, every cell in our body can burn glucose. So if you ate 50 grams of of glucose, that would be shared and metabolized in theory through absolutely every cell in your 60, 70, 80, however kilo body you are. But if you then eat 50 grams of fructose, all of that fructose has to be managed by your liver. It is the only biochemical mechanism that we've got to deal with it. Very similar to alcohol. The only way we can process alcohol is via our liver. And indeed, the chemical processes between fructose metabolism and alcohol metabolism are strikingly similar. Mm, Absolutely. And we know that excessive consumption of either of those products results in fat being stored in the liver and the disease of fatty liver. So fatty liver was only ever a disease, this is in the 70s and 80s when I did my training, uh, was rarely, only really only associated with alcoholic uh, liver disease. And it wasn't until 
you know, 90s that they started seeing fatty liver in children that they then coined the term non-alcoholic fatty liver or naffled. Yes. <laughs> yeah. hard to say. It is hard to say. Yeah, but really it's fructose fatty liver. Much easier, FFL. So then to me, yeah, I've, I, I am offended by this idea that a juice cleanse, a juice detox is actually, it's the antithesis of a detox. Your liver is having to work really hard to process this. And if you already have fatty liver, then you're not doing anything at all. In fact, you're potentially harming your liver by just giving it giant whack of fructose or as Mary calls it, fructose. Mm. to metabolize (laughs) which side of the bay you come from that's right so if you really want to give your liver a rest then the idea would be to minimize some of the toxins that it has to process so like you know avoiding alcohol for a certain amount of time that's a beautiful way to look after your liver reducing or, you know, your consumption of fructose. And a lot of people will think that fructose is just found in fruit, but that's not true. Fructose is half of sugar. So table sugar is half fructose, half glucose. So all sugar is 50% fructose. And so avoiding sugar, certainly avoiding excessive quantities of fruit juice is another beautiful way to detoxify. So I actually think that juice detoxes should be called juice toxes. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> if you want to toxify your liver, drink six glasses of juice a day. Yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting, isn't it, that they have taken hold. Why, why do you think, Mayors, that people love the idea of a juice cleanse? What do you think it is? I think it's a beautiful promise. I think that it's something that's relatively easy to do. Juice is sweet and delicious. And I think that it's something that has really taken hold in, like especially in Australia, it's taken hold in the complementary alternative medicine circles that that we need to detox and that detoxing is something you do with specific commercial products you know, it's very handy for the companies that sell juice detoxes for this myth to be um, maintained. Whereas the the truth is a little bit, it's a little bit more boring, I suppose, isn't it? There really is no silver bullet. There's not any sort of one magical way to quickly heal your body within a few days. But the idea of it is very alluring and I can understand why people would like to do it yeah and I think look the marketing around them is lovely they often come with pictures of you know brightly colored juice you know there's usually some watermelon somewhere and a bit of a green thing and some orange it does it's very aesthetically pleasing the thing about it again depending on how long people are doing juice cleansers juice has no protein in it it has no fat in it most juice it has a whole lot of sugar probably has no fiber some of them might have the pulp but the majority of it doesn't so they often result in people feeling hungry now again this idea sometimes that people like feeling hungry because they think being hungry makes you lose weight and that's you know there's this association with being hungry you must be hungry to 
that must mean I'm losing weight because, you know, my body is starved of energy. In fact, juice is incredibly energy dense. And if we swap the word energy out for calories, because that's all energy is, juice is a giant whack of calories. So you get to have all these calories. You get some vitamins. I think that's another promise. There's some vitamins, some phytonutrients in there, the colours and things like that. But you get no protein. You get no fat. You're missing an enormous amount of nutrition. But they are sold to us as being nutritious. You see nutritious juices. They're so lovely. They're so beautiful. They taste delicious and they're going to make you healthy. Hmm. No, they're not. That's mythology, myth information. Information. Yeah. And I think the truth, the truth is beautiful, but for some people the truth may be a little bit less palatable. And <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the truth is that, you know, if you really want to help your natural detoxification, natural cleansing capabilities of your body, if you really want to lose weight, normalise blood sugar, regain health, then you need to focus on, first of all, not putting the toxins in, as you mentioned, so reducing alcohol, reducing refined sugars, processed foods, carbohydrates, smoking, all of these things. You need to eat good food, you know, real food. You should get good sleep. Sleep is incredibly important for our natural detoxification systems. Seeing your friends and having social interactions is also really important. Getting some exercise and reducing your stress. Stress is a toxin to our bodies. So all of these things, when you put them together and when you're able to create some balance in your life, create some healthy, helpful habits to be able to undergo that that identity change that happens with repeated good habits of, you know, I, I manage my stress, I eat well, I do not drink to excess, I am a non-smoker, all of these beautiful changes in identity towards living a more healthy, helpful life. This is true cleansing. This is true detoxification, but it doesn't involve, you know, giving $200 to someone for a six-day juice cleanse. Correct. Correct. Oh, marketing mischief at its finest, isn't it? Just these uh, promise the world. I think part of it is that it's exploiting humans' need for a loophole or a shortcut. And again, we're clever. Why would you go the long way if there is a short way? Hmm. It's normal. It's normal to do that. There's no way I'd take the long road if there's a short road. The problem is when the short road is not actually there and the short road is a myth or when the short road is marketing or when the short road literally is it's short for short term, short gains. That's not helpful. You've got a beautiful term for this, Lucy, weight loss tats lotto. Yes. I love the idea of weight loss tats lotto. What it is, the concept goes when people win tats lotto or tats, whatever country you're in, when they win lotto, you go from having whatever your money situation is to suddenly becoming wealthy or rich. Now, the statistics show that the majority of people will lose that wealth within three years. And that's because they never really learnt the tools to manage money in the first place. So the habits that they had around money are the same, whether you have lots of money or little money. And so the money just goes. And in three years' time, they're back to where they were. We want the same often for weight loss, Tatsoto. We want to be, you know, thin, to have lost the weight, and we don't always learn the tools around it. And some of the products that are out there, some of the other tools, I guess, 
will promise this. You can eat, you know, what is that? It's things like guilt-free living. You can eat this food without guilt. I, I mean, you know, you and I both know that there should be no guilt around food yeah, anyway. Not a big fan of guilt. Yeah. No, but it's the promise of some sort of loophole that you'll be able to do this and still get the benefit without doing the hard yards. Well, my basic thoughts on that is if that was true, wouldn't we all be doing that? Wouldn't we all just do five days of juice and be the healthiest specimens on earth, glowing and doing just that once a year and then just doing whatever we want for the rest of the time and just do a juice to her? You know, of course we would. That would be because if, if there is a shortcut and it works, then we would take it. But just like learning to manage your money, budgeting, not spending more than you've got, all of those things, they're the same sort of techniques that we need to use to learn to manage our mind around food. It's boring and it's hard and, you know, it doesn't promise the world, but it works. It does work and it can transform your life for the better. It just doesn't come in pretty brightly coloured bottles. No. (laughs) Oh, that's a wonderful way to end, Mez. Uh, Thank you for today's chat. I will hop off my high horse with my goat and my box (laughs) and uh, go forth and have a wonderful day. I'm I'm going to have a wonderful day of resting, quite possibly a nap right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, listeners, we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. So, my lovely listeners, that ends this episode of Real Health and Weight Loss. I'm Dr. Lucy Burns. And I'm Dr. Mary Barson. We're from Real Life Medicine. To contact us, please visit rlmedicine.com. And until next time, thanks thanks for for listening. listening. The information shared on the Real Health and Weight Loss podcast, including show notes and links, provides general information only. It is not a substitute, nor is it intended to provide individualized medical advice, diagnosis or treatment nor can it be construed as such. Please consult your doctor for any medical concerns.